just river kids Picking up stones like David did Watching them long necks break off a freight train bridge We went to church in a Detroit car Our daddies drank draft at the local bar With an aching back just like old granddad did And we like cold cake beer Fixing up trucks Old bird dogs and the woman we love Maxwell has steaming out of a coffee cup We say our prayers send them to the sky Bust our banks barely getting by Carolina to California up to Illinois Yeah, there's guys like us Blue-collar boys Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Marcus Show. Bro, I am your host, as I am every time, Marcus himself. And as it has, you know, become known, the intro, my partner in crime, my sidekick, the Danny Ferry to my Bobby Phils, Ryan, Ryan, buddy, how's it going? Great, Mark. I'm doing great. Always a pleasure to do this with you. Always, always, always. I'm going to run out of Cavs players at some point, I think, or get different Cavs years. That's um, fine. And at that point, I start looking up starting Browns players or um, pitchers and catchers for the I-words. Hey, do, do what so, you got to do. Keep me on my toes. <laughs> I will. I will. Um, so I think I think the, Cav- the Cavs haven't run their course yet, but they're we're going to get no. there. Um, Ryan, man. So uh, our final four is set. The Blue Blood Final Four, right? Yeah. <laughs> the Blue Blood Final Four. So uh, we we get uh, Nova, Kansas um, to start off on Saturday, uh, and then UNC Duke. But before we get into actually talking about those matchups, Ryan, you want to talk about uh, the Elite Eight games yeah, that we saw that. Uh, between uh, – or that got these teams there. So um, just starting off with uh, Villanova. Um, so. Uh, Villanova came into the lead eight, played Houston. Man, I loved Houston. I really did. Houston was um, good, yeah. And I was pulling for Houston. They, the best way I could put it is Houston played basketball like a football team. They were physical. They got rebounds. Mm-hmm. And even in that game uh, against Villanova, uh, they got a number of rebounds. But you can't shoot one for 20 from three and no. expect to win a game. Um, they only scored 44 level, points. Yeah. yeah. It, they only scored 44 points in the game Houston did. Um, and that's it was just such like a weird game. Like it seemed like Villanova would be up 10 points, and Houston would cut it down to like two. Mm-hmm. Then Villanova would extend it, and Houston would, you know, cut it close again. I mean, Villanova is just so, so steady. Like they're so they steady. Very well coached. Mm-hmm. Jay Wright does this every I mean, they were kind of under the radar this year. I mean, they don't use Villanova doesn't usually have like somebody like you know a Chet Holmgren or just like a surefire number mm-hmm. one overall pick. They always just have a bunch of just really just scrappy fundamental guys. Yeah, and and the mm-hmm. thing that helps them a ton and never puts them out of games is everybody on their team can shoot free throws. Literally yes. every single guy on mm-hmm. that team can shoot and make free throws. So like it's it it 
you you know they're they're never out of it. And I think that's right. you know when they were playing Houston, that's what set them apart. Was like, like right. when it was like I think a minute and a half left, and I'm sitting there watching it, and uh, Houston was down by like five. I was like, okay, that's it, it's done. Because if they start to foul Villanova, Villanova's not missing those free throws. Like any other team, you could be like, well, you know, maybe they miss one or you know a one and one. They missed the first one. Villanova, anybody you foul on their team is not going to miss those. Um, right. So, like you said, they're super steady. They're uh, they are really well coached with Jay Wright. Um, I they think have, Jay Wright's probably like one of the most underrated coaches in the country. I feel like he just doesn't get enough credit for how good he really he really is. I think he is too. I think he is too. That um, uh, uh, amazing right now. Villanova in the tournament. So they're five games or four games they've played so far in the tournament have covered in every single one of them against the spread. Beat Delaware by 20 to cover the 15. Beat the Buckeyes by 10 to cover by five and a half. Mm-hmm. Beat Michigan by, uh, what is that number, um, eight to cover the five. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we're underdogs against Houston, one outright. So uh, pretty impressive. Um, and and uh, Villanova, though, they get uh, who's old buddy that went down for him late in the game. Oh, um, I, know, I know how you're talking about. Uh, well, he's right yeah. for the Achilles, yeah. Yes, and you could see it immediately. I mean, mm-hmm. when they when they showed the replay, it looked like like they said, "Oh, maybe he rolled his ankle from like the far distance." And then they they showed the replay up close, and you could see the calf almost expand and then like pop back, and it was like, "Oh, yeah, no, that's not good at all." So, um, yeah, uh, and I believe he's one of their he is one of their starters. Uh, so but all season, like Jay Wright, I was watching him on uh, the PTI the other day because they interviewed him. He said they've had they've dealt with injuries the whole year, whether mm-hmm. it's been COVID or just illness. You know, they they face some adversity. They've played without some of their key guys for the majority of the year. So he's like, this is nothing new. But yeah, you know, this happens at the worst time. You're about to play a team like Kansas. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so speaking of that, let's just, you want to go, do you have anything else about Nova? I mean, they're steady. That game was boring. It was a rock fight. Um, but it did get a little bit closer at the end and, uh, Miami, uh, uh, against Kansas was like a completely different story. Yeah. So, so um, Miami yeah. kind of dominated the first half and then mm-hmm. Kansas, I don't know what adjustments they made or they just flipped the switch. Cause they just killed them in the rolled them half. rolled them like it wasn't even close like i think miami was up seven uh or yeah i think yeah i think they were up seven and a half uh they ended up losing by 26 that is just absolutely insane to say mm-hmm. out loud um now shout out henry so i had uh i did have kansas minus six so that covered um but shout out henry at halftime of that game he said put in your live bets now i did and I got Kansas at a pretty good uh, deal, so they won me a good little little coin um, on uh, on Sunday. But um, man, Kansas—they're just top to bottom, probably besides Duke, the most complete team still left in the tournament. Um, yeah. And I think Villanova Kansas is going to be awesome. I really do. I, I, think, think, I think yeah, I think both the games are going to be mm-hmm. great. But yeah, this one is this one too. Yeah, you're going to get. A really, really good – we already talked about Jay Wright. Now you're going to get a Bill Self-coached Kansas team that has tons and tons of talent all across the board. Mm-hmm. And and with that, like Miami was not a bad team at all whatsoever, and they showed no. that they could no. just roll them. 
Uh, it was actually really fun to watch. I, I actually really liked that second half of that game. So, um, if you if you couldn't tell, but um, Agumba Jabi is that his name? Uh, Agab Agab Agabji. I don't know how to say it. Um, for Kansas is really really good. Um, and so uh, he's putting up about twenty points a game, uh, and it's all about getting him rolling down low. So um, that one's going to be awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, and it, it it's so. Do you have anything else about Kansas before we go in? I do. So Ryan, I do have a Kansas future. Okay, Alrighty. I do have I do have Kansas winning the national title uh, plus what is it four sixty five? Yeah, four sixty five right now. Uh, about ten dollars. Did Bennett bet that when we were in? Uh, the, he did. The he did, and he got a lot more value on it. I took them in the Sweet Sixteen. He got them in the round of sixty four. He's looking real smart right now. Yes. Uh, I also had Texas Tech and uh, Houston. Uh, that was more with my heart than my head. Um, the Jayhawks were more with more of a head pick. So, uh, yeah, have them ten to be like forty six bucks to win. So nothing crazy, but eh? you know. Better than nothing. Wins a win, you know. A win's a win. You take them where you get them. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm pulling for Kansas pretty heavy uh, for the remainder of this tournament. Um, but uh, that game's not the game anybody's going to care about, right, Ryan? No. No. Um, the big game of the Final Four. The national Duke, media got their wish. <laughs> oh, my God. They did. They did. Duke. North Carolina. Hey, Ryan, tell me if you hadn't heard this before, but these two teams have never played in the tournament. It is true. Yeah. Never. I don't, I don't think I ever heard that. actually. Oh, but. really? That's all anybody's talking about this week is how, how many times they've played each other. They've never played each other in the tournament once. Um, so uh, they do in the ACC tournament this year. Uh, no, no. The okay. last time they played it, each it, other. That would have been crazy. This has been their fourth meeting, but it's yes. their third. But. Uh, yeah, the last time they played each other was when North Carolina just waxed them at Cameron to end the year. Um, yeah. But uh, Duke was able to uh, handle Arkansas. I mean, that game was never yeah. even really close on Saturday. No. Um, they jumped out, I think, what, 15-2 or something like that early? Yeah. And it was never, never, never close. Um, and and they do – they have talent across oh, the board. Across Paolo, the board. who's going to be a top five pick. Mm-hmm. Easy, easy. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously the Coach K retirement tour, the, you know. This is hopefully his last game. Yes. Yeah. Are you a Duke? Are you a, are you a Duke hater too? I've never liked Duke. Yeah. I'm, I'm just getting a little tired of this whole Coach K. Like, we not, not everyone needs a retirement, uh, like, tour sort of yeah. thing. Yes. Yeah, I'm not – I don't love Duke. It, it is hard to, to say that I hate them, and, and maybe, you know, it's one of those mm-hmm. things that – because I think basketball is so difficult to have, like, continued success all the time because of the way the tournament is structured. Absolutely. Like, Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can't have, like, crazy dynasties really anymore uh, or it's, at all. It's all, like, one and dones now mm-hmm. or um, – Yes. You know, tra- transfer portals. So half the time, you know – your team for like for a lot of these blue bloods like Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, maybe probably even Villanova. Half their teams gonna be different next year. Yeah, I mean, look at Kentucky too. Kentucky usually yeah. struggles with it as well. So uh, it, it's it's getting it's getting the right dudes at the right time. Um, 
that are all young, but still really, really, really good. Um, and so, but Duke, man, they just, they, they have scores all over the place. Uh, and they were able, able to handle a, a good Arkansas team that um, played really, really well in the SEC, which I think I thought was about the, the, the second best conference in the, uh, in the nation this year. Um, and, uh, and now look at, you know, everybody wanted to say about how bad the ACC was. And now they have two teams in the final four. I'm just saying, Yeah. I'm just saying and North, you know, I feel like an idiot for picking Marquette to beat North Carolina in the first round. <laughs> I did North too. Carolina just wax them. Mm-hmm. Nope. I did too. Don't feel, too, don't, don't feel too bad. So, uh, but Give Hubert Davis, a lot of credit. First year he got them to the final yep. four. Yep. Which is really, really impressive. It's mm-hmm. really, really impressive. I mean, if you're seeing Roy Williams, you know, a guy mm-hmm. like that. So, yep. And they, you know, not to, uh, not to say, they definitely didn't have an easy trip by any means, no. but no. It, it was almost like flip flopped. We're like Marquette, and they they dominated Marquette, but Marquette was yeah. not an easy game to really play. No. Baylor was definitely not an easy game to win, and they were able to win that one. UCLA was not an easy game to win. No, and then just Saint by Peters. yes, just by the luck of the draw, they get St. Peter's in the Elite Eight. And you see this to. to uh, talk about St. Peter's for a second. Like their Cinderella run was great, but you see this all the time of like, you know, some of these small schools making far. They eventually run into a team that they just can't hang with them. Yes. Like yeah. No, they they beat Kentucky. I, I think, you know, if they were to play Kentucky a hundred times, Kentucky wins 99. They mm-hmm. got them the one, you know, their one night just where they just outplayed them. Mm-hmm. You know, Murray State was really nothing special. They beat Purdue, you know, maybe the same thing. You think Purdue beats them maybe any other night. Mm-hmm. But, you know, North Carolina just had too much, like too many athletes for me. They just couldn't hang. Yeah, North Carolina was just too much. And you could tell from the very beginning, I mean, it was mm-hmm. a runaway. It was a mm-hmm. run. I, I think St. Peter's had like maybe 20 points in the first half, like maybe. And they were able to get to 49 because I think North Carolina caught off the dogs by the end of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, great run for St. Peter's, not taking anything away from them at all. No, they they um, had – it was that was amazing for them. I mean, a 15 seed to the elite eight. Yes, like, but so good when you run into a North Carolina team who is staring down playing the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, oh yeah, in the Final Four, not not too much you can do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, like I said, Final Four set. Ryan, let's go ahead and start with that first game, Nova Kansas. Give me your thoughts real quick on uh, what you're thinking for that game. I think Kansas wins. Yeah. I just think I just think they're a better team than Villanova. They've just consistently hung around like in the top 10, just the majority of the year compared to what Villanova has done. I've said the Big 12 is a tougher conference than the Big East. So I think they're more battle tested than uh, Villanova is. And I, I just think the injury to uh, what's his face, I can't think of who that, what his name yeah. is, but. You know, this is the wrong time to get an injury. I mean, obviously I could be wrong, but I just think Kansas rolls here. Yeah, and so right now uh, um, the spread is four and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, towards um, Justin Moore is the kid's name. Sorry, I was looking that Justin up. Justin Moore, okay, Justin yeah. Moore was his name. Uh, sorry, it threw me off for a second. I, I wanted to find that. I didn't want to keep saying what's his name, but Justin Moore was the kid who, who was injured. Um, right now, Kansas favored by four and a half. Uh, over under is one 
33. Um, dude, it's really hard for me. So I'm conflicted. You ready, Ryan? And this, this totally comes from a gambler's brain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Nova, I've already said they can stick into any game because they're never out of it with their uh, free throw shooting. They're just not. Correct. Colin Gillespie also is a really, really good leader to yes, have on is. the court. So um, good. They're always so steady. And it, it always feels like, like you said, whenever these games have gotten close in the tournament, they've called a timeout. Jay Wright has done something. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they start to pull away. Uh, and then the other team may go on a run, timeout, and then they go on an 8-0 run. Like, yeah. So – that being said, though, I, I think you're right where Kansas is top to bottom, just the better team. Like, they're deeper um, than Villanova is. Villanova losing Justin Moore is not mm-hmm. good because they mm-hmm. don't really go deep into their bench where Kansas can um, right. if they need to. Uh, Kansas just needs to stay out of foul trouble. They can't put Nova on the line. Um, and if they do what they did the second half of that game against Miami to Villanova, they'll beat them handily by 10 to 15. Like I'm like, like not even joking. So um, I have the future on Kansas. I'm probably going to end up taking Kansas minus the four and a half. I do think they win. And I I really hope that they're able to win by, by a good amount. Um, And, and I, I have said all year since we've gotten on and, and even before we started talking college basketball, the big 12 is best conference in the nation. It, it was absolutely, um, absolutely. And so, when you're Kansas and you can blow the doors off of Baylor and Texas mm-hmm. Tech and Texas and you know Iowa Oklahoma, State, Iowa, Iowa State, State Sweet Six or Elite Eight. So. Yeah. So, like when you're running down those teams uh, throughout the regular season, and then you get into the tournament and you're still playing that well, uh, it's hard for me to pick against Kansas in this game. Um, so I'll take Kansas minus four and a half as well until I change my mind on Saturday and then change it again. Um, I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Tobacco Road rivalry. UNC Duke. Right now, Duke's favored by four points over under 51 and a half. Ryan, give me your thoughts on this game. I want North Carolina to win. But I think uh, Duke will. Yeah. I, yeah. Duke's just had so much, so many things going their way, and it's just I don't know. I, I just think, and I think they're the fact that they were uh, North Carolina is an eight seed. I mean, honestly, seeding doesn't really matter at this point. Mm-hmm. You're in the Final Four, but I just think the fact that they were seeded where they were in Duke's uh, as high as they are, I just think that's just going to catch up to them. Um, I just think that Duke's just a more talented team. Yeah. Yeah. I think what it comes down to is a Duke is the more talented team. And, and there's a couple factors here. Now I don't know if I'm going to take Duke minus the four. I kind of like getting the plus points with UNC. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I do think Duke still wins. And there's a couple reasons why number one, I already mentioned it. The absolute ass whooping that Duke took at Cameron to end the year oh, has yeah. got to still be on their mind. It has Absolutely. to. So they're not going to come in and take North Carolina light like they would anyway, because, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there's no letdowns uh, in the final four. So you get up for every game. 
Okay. Um, I think that uh, coaching has to matter. Okay. And as much as we already, you know, talked mm-hmm. all kinds of smack on Coach K in the retirement tour. He's, right. he's been to a couple of these Final Four games. He's been here. He, this is Hubert yes. Davis's first time, obviously. Yes, where Hubert Davis, you worry about that being, you know. Uh, is it, this, the moment too big for him? Yes. Uh, and so I, I think that with all that being said, in the way Duke has played in the tournament, man, they have just been crushing teams when they came. They really have. Um, so I, mean, I think Texas Tech has given them the best game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and I loved Texas Tech. I really thought oh, Texas yeah. Tech was going to win that game. I did. Uh, but I think I'm with you. I think I like Duke to win, but I like Duke to win by, like, two. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah, think – Yeah, I, I think it will be close. I think North Carolina has some motivation, maybe, too, on their side. It's like, we can end Coach K's, you know, career yes. sort of thing. Like, yes. how perfect would that be? Yeah. So, I like UNC plus the four. Um, but – I definitely like Duke to win the game overall, maybe by three. Uh, maybe they're up by five, and then North Carolina gets a stupid three-pointer at the end to make it two. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just like in rivalry games getting the plus points because I always think it's going to be close. Um, so I feel you, yeah. Yeah, so Duke can like It's the free throw game, and then they just hit the three like when mm-hmm. it doesn't even matter sort of yes, thing. Yes, exactly. It's, the it game looks a lot close. Final score looks a lot closer closer on what the game really was mm-hmm. exactly exactly uh so we're looking down duke kansas national championship if it goes uh the way that we said um mm-hmm. ryan do you know who coach k won his first national title against kansas kansas i only guessed it because <laughs> yeah you know how insane is that how insane would that he be? he could potentially have his first first and last against yes. kansas that's kind of like a pretty – that's a pretty big Storyberg ending sort of thing. It is. It is. Um, so, uh, should be good. I'm really excited for these final four games. They should be awesome. Uh, it, it wouldn't really matter who was in them. I think they'd be awesome anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So – I think whoever uh, is even in the finals is going to be a great game. Like, yeah, I mean, even if we get Villanova – Villanova, like a, yeah, North a rematch Carolina, from 2016 sort of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Which would be really cool. I mean, there's a lot of story, There's a lot of storylines that can go along with any mixture yeah. of these. And uh, are you upset at all that it's all Blue Blood teams? No. I, I think it's good because everybody complains about, like, the same Ohio State, uh, Alabama, Clemson in the playoff every year, you know? Because those are like the blue bloods for football, even though, yeah. well, they're not blue. But, you know, it's kind of like the, it shows the top programs in college basketball can still get there sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I think I, it would be even a more perfect Final Four, like, if you could just flip out uh, Villanova for um, Kentucky. Yeah. Like, yeah. that would be even perfect. Or, or even add a UCLA in there, too. Mm-hmm. I think, like, I, I obviously the number one thing I love in sports is parity. And so, but the thing with the tournament is these teams aren't always there. Like Kansas, I think Kansas, did they make it last year? Kansas? Well, it was, there was something weird where, where was it? Was it last year or like three years ago when Duke, North Carolina and Kansas, like all three of them didn't make the tournament for the first time ever. It was, it was something weird. Oh yeah. When was that? Um, Um, 
or was maybe it had been UCLA. It could have been UCLA because they made the final. UCLA went through like a really bad stretch. Yeah, uh, like within the past couple of years. But it was something weird. It was like Duke. It might have been Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky. It might have been Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky. Now that I think about it. Um. Yeah. As it reminded me a couple of years ago, it was like the first time I ever met the Lakers, Celtics, and Knicks, all three missed the playoffs, like in the yeah. same year, which yeah. is like crazy to think about. Um, but I like parody and I like, uh, I would have liked Arkansas. I would have liked Texas Tech. Uh, I would have liked to Purdue, you know, something that's different, but I'm, I'm not going to complain because it's going to be good basketball. So whatever. And you get like, you get a lot of like clashing styles. I mean, the Villanova style is a lot different than the, you know, Kansas style. So I want to see who's able to win out with that one. Um, And then of course, obviously you get the tobacco road rival. I mean, you get, you, you get Duke, North Carolina, which is, Mm -hmm. I would rank it any better than that. No, I would rank it top three rivalries of all time. Like of, of any sport across the board. It's got to be up there. What's your top – like, who do you rank in your top three then? Well, I'm – I wouldn't say I'm biased, but I am biased towards college football. I mean, Michigan-Ohio State is is mm-hmm. something different. Absolutely. Like, the feeling of that game is different. It just is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when – I think it now is different because Michigan got the win this year. For a yes. long time, it did not feel like – it was just little brother getting their brains beaten in by Ohio state. Um, yeah. But the feeling of that game is really, is really different. Uh, and then I would probably go North Carolina Duke. And then again, I'm biased, but I think probably of my own team's Bengals Steelers. Maybe bank, maybe, maybe Steelers Ravens, if anything, Steelers Ravens. What about um, Yankees Red Sox? Yankees Red Sox, big one. Okay, there we go. That's one I forgot about. Yankees Red Sox, huge one. Uh, I'm just the try- season starting next week. You already the Yankees open up with the Red Sox. I'm already seeing ads for Yankees Red Sox already. Yeah. So, dude, it should be really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, top man. It, it's not you, it's you can't write anything better than. Duke North Carolina Final Four, unless it was Duke North first Carolina. Time ever. Like, just think of all the yeah, because uh, you saw Eric Church cancel his country co- or concert so he could go go to the game. He's a UNC fan. Yeah, like, yeah, this is huge. Mm-hmm. It's a it's like, a the massive, state of North Carolina moment. might burn itself to the ground. Yes, no matter like no matter the end result. I saw I saw I saw a uh, I saw a tweet that was like uh, like houses are literally going to be crushed for forever. Like you may see high divorce rates come out of this game. Oh. Like. Yeah, it's insane. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, should be awesome. Should be great. Uh, so NFL news. We get word Wednesday night. Uh, I saw really the text. Out of nowhere, honestly. Really? Yes. Extremely out of nowhere. I got the text from you. And then Al had yelled down to me about I was in the basement, like getting some stuff done. Uh, Bruce Arians steps down as the head coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, and is going to take a uh, front office job while uh, they're promoting Todd, Todd Bowles, Bowles over. to the head coaching position. Um, now, Ryan, uh, remind me, Byron Leftwich, mm-hmm. not there anymore, right? No, he's still there, I think. So I don't understand why they wouldn't promote him to the head coach. 
Todd Bowles does have like, you know, he was the coach for the yeah. Jets for a couple of years. So maybe it's just a head coaching experience. Okay. Him. Um, but it did kind of come out of nowhere, but it, I do know that just to, before yeah, no, no, you uh, Byron left, which you know, he I think he had interest in the Jacksonville job. You know, he played for Jacksonville, but yeah, but yeah, you know, it really did come out of nowhere. Just to get back to what you were saying. Yeah, no, it was one of those things that it did, but it also like when I when I sat there and thought about it for a second, I was like, it's not shocking at all. It's not because I just think I don't think him and Brady really got got along all that well. No, I think it was obvious that Brady was running the show and. This is my hot take. Do you think uh, Arian steps down if Brady doesn't unretire? No. No. I don't. And and I agree on that. I just think for cuz you know they didn't get off to like the smoothest start because Brady, you know, Arian's offense doesn't exactly fit Brady's style, you know. Mm-hmm. Bruce Arians likes to throw the ball downfield and that's not always Tom Brady's thing. You know, so by the half of the season they kind of switched it up and you know, you know that Brady was the one who, you know, pushed them to bring in yeah. Antonio Brown when Bruce Arians was on the record beforehand that they weren't going to bring him in. Yeah. And, and saying that one screw up and he's done. And then when he does screw up, he's kind of like, well, he's we need him. He's, you know, he's too good of a player for us to get rid of mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, you know, Brady wouldn't let them uh, just cut ties with them for no reason. I mean, when he they did when he was in New England they did that was a little different situation. Yeah, but. yeah, I don't I don't think Bruce would have stepped down and I I think you put it perfectly where Bruce had to change his his entire offense around Brady which okay I 100 percent get because it's Tom Brady like yeah you bend the knee to that guy because he's awesome and it it mm-hmm. paid out like they won a championship yeah. um, Super Bowl. Uh, um, but I do I mean, think the roster still loaded. Like mm-hmm. they're they're gonna win that division. I mean, look at the the other like yes. Atlanta's gonna be awful. Like mm-hmm. uh, Carolina's, you know, they don't. I mean, they're no, not gonna be no, New Orleans they're, is there. Well, New Orleans is the only team that can seem to beat Brady consistently. Yeah, but you know, but you know, that's Tampa Bay's gonna. You know, they're gonna roll in that division again. I think Todd Bowles, Todd Bowles, you know, he had some success with the Jets. I mean, obviously, he, he didn't have the roster that he's got now. Yeah, and I guess keeping left, which is good, because then yeah, the offense is kind of on the yes. offense sort of thing. Yes, Bowles can maybe stick more toward like the defense. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They have they just hired they elevated Larry Foot and somebody else. They have like two co-defensive coordinators now to, to replace oh, okay. Bowles. Okay, so Larry Foot, Pittsburgh Steeler, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I, I knew you knew that. You know yes, that sir. Name, so, uh, so um, no, I don't. I I think that I think it probably was tough for Arians to just sit there and be like, okay, we're gonna let this guy dictate everything. But okay, yeah. at the same time, too, he's he's Tom Brady. Like, right? He's Tom Brady. You know what I mean? It's kind of a lose lose situation for Arians because mm-hmm. Arians, you know, Brady is without a doubt the most accomplished football player. Like you mm-hmm. can call him the greatest. You know, he's the goat. Yeah. sort of thing you're not gonna and Arians has had a he's, he's, had, he's been a pretty good head coach you know he had good success in Arizona he was really good his uh, one year as an interim with um Colts. Uh, the Colts with Andrew Luck yeah and you know until he got Brady you know mm-hmm. he's been pretty you know Brady really helped him take you know take it up a notch sort of thing yeah. he so, was an I, he was an awesome OC with the Steelers yes he was awesome yeah he's coached some really good play like he's 
he's done well pretty much everywhere he's been as a like a coach mm-hmm. a coordinator sort of thing yeah he he had Jameis throw for like a billion yards in one year mm-hmm. but he also threw for like a bunch of interceptions so yeah yeah I think he, he definitely got the most out of Jameis sort of thing mm-hmm. uh but yeah out of nowhere crazy like I think it just shows like Tom Brady is like awesome and mm-hmm. he can kind of do whatever he wants at this point um and I do think the whole Brady thing is weird because like if you read between the lines and this is just me, everything we're saying is speculation, obviously, because we don't know and we may never know. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I think Brady retired at the beginning to try and get out of Tampa Bay. And when they weren't going to let him go. Because yeah, you see that story that the Dolphins really wanted mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Which I was like, what? Like sort of yes. thing. The, the Dolphins, and I think what he wanted to do is he wanted to go to San Fran. Um, oh, yeah. I think Sam – because I remember hearing people say, oh, if he comes out of retirement. Because, you know, people are already speculating that Brady was going to come out of retirement anyway. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, San Francisco, he'll, he'll end up there. Like, once they trade Jimmy G, maybe they'll bring Brady in for one year. And yeah. let, you know, give Trey Lance another year, just sit behind Brady sort of thing. Yeah. But I, but I think Brady looked at the roster. Like, you know, if I come back, why not just come back to Tampa Bay? We're still loaded. Yeah. I mean – they brought they brought Chris Godwin back. You know they still got Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, who else have they brought? I mean they brought Leonard Fournette back. Yeah, like I just don't I just don't think that the Bucks were willing to budge on sending him anywhere either. Um, so I think that yeah, they yeah I think that he was just like all right whatever I still want to play so I'm just gonna go play. Um, right. And I think that I, mean, I was shocked when he did retire just because he's mm-hmm. still playing at a high level like. This isn't like Peyton, you know, Peyton Manning and even Ben's last year. Like you knew those guys were done. Breeze, Breeze, Breeze. Go, yes, you can see it. Philip Rivers, I guess, a little bit too. Yeah, Philip Rivers looked like he was shot putting the ball instead of throwing it at times. I mean, he's always kind of Philip Rivers always has kind of been that way. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. It, but I, I, I mean, when we first talked about it. I said 0% chance he retires mm-hmm. and then he retired and then he came back and I, I feel vindicated still that that's a zero. He didn't really retire. I think he no. was just playing a game. Um, and I think Brady's dad said that the fact that it got leaked almost kind of forced him into like an early retire. The fact that he got out there, he was going to retire was almost kind of like, you know, maybe he was contemplating it and then it's all oh, Brady's retiring. He's like, well, since this reports out there, I might as well. But then he yeah. probably was thinking like, you know, I still want to play, like sort of mm-hmm. thing. I, I still get. I think he's still got something left. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how the Bucks do this year, uh, kind mm-hmm. of with that dynamic. I don't really know what Bruce is going to do in yeah the front office. Uh, they just said front office position. Um, yeah, I don't know if Bruce is going to lose that itch to want to coach. Um, so. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Bruce is up, you know, up there in age. Like he's in his like 60s. So I, I don't, I, mean, I think this is his last head coaching job. Like he may retire completely. Like he may just get out of football completely, like in a, the next couple of years, honestly. Yeah. Like we'll see how this goes. But I just think maybe he just didn't realize it. Maybe just what wasn't worth another year because playing with Brady, you know, you're, you're expected like, you know, they're going to be Super Bowl favorites again this upcoming year. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like when they don't win, it's a huge deal. And maybe he just got tired of dealing with all like 
you know, just certain questions or just the BS from having like certain guys like, well, Antonio Brown's not coming back, but yeah, you know, they, they had a lot of drama a lot. I mean, they've had a lot of drama like the past two years because when you have a lot of stars on the team, that's that kind of what that's what happens, you know? Yes. Yeah. And I mean, you're when you're getting all the attention, like mm-hmm. when, when you are the team, like the Bucks went from a team that was barely making the playoffs to right now they have Just all like eyes a sub on them. 500 team. They had a lot of talent. Like, with Jameis, they went 7-9. and nine. Like, mm-hmm. very similar to, I think, what you're going to see here with Denver. Like, they have a bunch of talent at skill positions, but they almost like a quarterback. They're, they were a quarterback away, and then they yeah. get Russell Wilson. Same with, you know, Tampa Bay's there because you had Tom Brady. And yeah. no matter what team – I think if you put Brady in Jacksonville, I don't know if they'd be Super Bowl favorites, but I think he could make them a playoff team. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, just with the way Brady he Brady almost has and... that LeBron effect. Mm-hmm. To where you put them on any team in the league, you know they're going to be at least a play a playoff contender. Yeah. Yep. Not I cool. agree. I agree. Uh, so um, that's our league update. Nothing else with the NFL has really popped up. Yeah, nothing really new. I mean, I mean, oh, yeah. Because do you think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get traded? No. No. I. Do you I could go on. Do you think it has any, anything to do with the fact that he had uh, surgery on his right shoulder and he can't throw until July? Maybe. I also just don't think teams are attracted to having Jimmy G on their team. I agree. And you saw what the, the teams did this offseason. Like, you know, Denver got Russell Wilson. The Browns got Deshaun Watson. Like, they found be- better options. You know, Kirk Cousins, you know, resigned. Same with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Or yeah. Matt Ryan got traded. Like, teams found other ways to – because. It, it seemed like before when the season ended that Jimmy G was going to be like a hot commodity sort of mm-hmm. thing. Like, mm-hmm. I thought Pittsburgh would get him, but you know, you guys started to get Trubisky. Yeah. Um, I think that team's good enough and you know what Jimmy G can do. Like San Francisco will be competitive. Now, will they just ride with Trey Lance and maybe Jimmy just sits for a year and then maybe try to trade him like halfway through the season or something like, yeah, we, we it, don't know. It'll be super if, interesting. If, go on, go on. Or if he's like a, a trade on draft night sort of thing. Yeah, it'll be super interesting to see how how they handle um how how they go about handling uh Trey Lance playing. I, I just don't this is what I don't get, Ryan. I don't mm-hmm. fully understand what Trey Lance gives that offense that Jimmy G right. doesn't. I haven't seen enough from Trey Lance. Like he got forced into playing and he didn't look that great. Now, granted, he was no. a rookie. Um right. But I think Kyle Shanahan is going to make anybody look good. Like his system. I just don't understand like what the hype was. Like I don't get how he went it, went ahead like someone like Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you know, he played one game. Like what makes what makes Trey like what's his strength as a quarterback? I guess strong arm, mobile, uh, mm-hmm. like all those things. Like that play that he's big. Um, but I just don't right. know, like. Like, I, I don't know. I don't, and obviously we're not, we don't see the practices and we don't see what's going right. on. So we don't see the development, but mm-hmm. I just wonder what else is in his toolbox that is better than, uh, that's better Garoppolo. than Jimmy G. Yeah. I just and don't Maybe know. just maybe, maybe a reason that they haven't moved on from Garoppolo is maybe they're just not, like maybe there's like maybe Lance needs another year of development. Like maybe he's just not quite ready to be the guy. Yeah. Because 
John Lynch said they're not just going to cut, you know, they're not just going to get rid of Garoppolo just to get rid of him. I mean, yeah, I know. He's won them a lot of games. Like, you can say what you want about him. He's a winner. Yes. Like, yeah. I mean, he's gotten them to, uh, in the two seasons, well, he's battled some injuries in his, you know, five years with the team. But the two years where he's played uh, pretty much full seasons without really any injury, he got them to a Super Bowl and they were, you know, they, mm-hmm. you, they honestly could have won the game. Like, they yeah. blew a 10 point lead in the fourth quarter. And even in the NFC championship game, like they, I mean, they dominated the majority of that game. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, he did, you know, grapple missed a couple of games last year for like a calf injury, but still Mm -hmm. he he can get the job done. Like you can't do worse. Like, you know, you can do a lot worse than having Jimmy Garoppolo sort of thing. Yes, I agree. And again, I think, I think the linchpin in all of it is, is Shanahan. I think Shanahan can do a lot with what he's got. Uh, He can do, uh, he can, you know, doesn't need like, to have the 49ers are so much fun to watch yes love watching how they use Debo um I mean it must be a Shanahan thing they can just they can literally pick up a running back mm-hmm. from anywhere and they'll turn him into like a, a productive back yeah like, it's freaking so, awesome like Raheem Mostert you know Elijah Mitchell last year I mean they had a ton of injuries like mm-hmm. you know they still have Trey Sturman yeah just you know San Francisco is going to be fine yeah yeah um so, anything else with the NFL with the league, Ryan? You see the Rams signed Bobby Wagner? I did. I did. Where do the Rams get more money from? I, I know. I'm just reading. Everyone's like, how do they have – I'm just glad because Baltimore mm-hmm. was real interested in him too. I'm just glad he didn't end up in Baltimore. No, but, he's a tackling and, you know, machine. Right. And they're yeah. going to extend Aaron Donald too. It's like mm-hmm. what the Rams do – see, the Rams are probably one of the first teams to do – They've learned how to work like the cat, you know, they rework deals. They're load up probably lots of these deals are loaded more on the back end sort of yeah. thing. So Bobby Wagner, I mean, you know, he's 33, but these first couple, he's probably gonna be not, you know, his bonuses won't kick into like his third or fourth year of his contract yeah. and he'll probably get cut by then. So yes. Yeah. Uh, but the rich get richer sort of thing. Dude, I don't understand. I don't understand how they have so much money to do this mm-hmm. stuff. It's stupid. I don't understand the NFL cap either. It doesn't make any sense to me. You know what you has the least amount of cap? Who? The Giants. Really? Yeah. How? Who are they paying a bunch of money to? It's <laughs> a great question. Because I was just reading uh, Dave Gettleman just getting roasted by Giants fans on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> well, I know uh, Barkley, you know, they signed Saquon to that. Yeah. No. Did they extend Saquon? I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, they have. Because mm-hmm. apparently we're going to take calls on them. They signed Kenny Galladay to that big contract, and he yeah. scored zero touchdowns. Um, yeah. Who else? Well, I mean, they're New York, so they're always going to be able to attract big-time names just because it's mm-hmm. New York, but the Giants are terrible. And, yeah. you know, the, the other crazy thing is Daniel Jones is on a rookie deal still, and they're that, they yes. that little cap space. Yeah, well, I mean, they're not going to sign him. They're not no. going to. No. Like, the Browns just gave Watson, like, the richest contract in NFL history, and they're still, like, at the fifth or fourth or fifth most cap space. Mm-hmm. You just got to know how to work it. Yep, exactly, exactly. Uh, all right, Ryan, mm-hmm. uh, the only other thing I wanted to uh, talk about uh, that we discussed talking about – uh, NBA. So I have been following yeah. more and more NBA. I've been getting more into it. I've been 
you know, I, w- I wouldn't say forcing myself, but I have been watching more NBA and following a little bit better. The, the, there's one thing that's been sticking out to me more than anything, and that is the fact that the Grizzlies Are just so good pump teams, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, they Morant's just been out the past couple of games, too, and they're mm-hmm. still doing it. Yeah, when John Morant was out, I think when they played who'd they play oh, a couple games ago? I think it was oh, the Warriors game. No, it was before. For the Warriors, I believe. Maybe Brooklyn without Brooklyn too. Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. Brooklyn, they played, didn't have John Morant because it was at uh yeah. It was in Memphis. Memphis. So um, Kyrie obviously yes. was playing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Brooklyn can win this jaws out. Like Brooklyn wins. Mm-hmm. And then they just waxed them. Mm-hmm. And then they played the Warriors and waxed them. Um I mean the Warriors didn't have Curry, but still. Yeah. Uh but they've just been pumping teams and their ability to score. I think their yeah. I think their efficiency rate is I, I think I saw this. Their efficiency rate is higher without Jaw in that's the lineup. Crazy. Than, that's so yes, crazy. Than that's, when he that's is. like great team ball. I mean, yeah, they don't just it's not like it's Jaw's a one man show. Desmond Bain's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson Jr. I love Steven Adams. Like he's yeah. he's a beast. Probably the most underrated center in the league. I don't. I don't think he gets enough credit credit for how good he really is. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so good. The Grizzlies have been super fun to watch. Uh, I know they just they lost the last one to San Antonio. Uh, they were in control yeah. of that, and and, and the Spurs it came back. Happen. But yeah, I mean it's it's the NBA, like CNBA. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The the Celtics have been super super impressive. They have been um, just crushing teams with. They've defense. been like twenty like and four like their past like twenty like back in January they were like eighteen and twenty one and then since mm-hmm. then they've been like twenty four and like four or something. That's something insane. Like that. That's insane. Yeah. But losing Robert Williams is really going to hurt because he tore yeah. his meniscus and he is a really good defensive center and their defense has been great here recently mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. But they still have. Uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So yeah, those yeah. two guys. They're finally. I can't think of their name of their uh, coach, but they're he's they're really putting it mm-hmm. all together. Because mm-hmm. they, they kind of under. I think they really underachieved the, with the past couple of years with Brad Stevens. Yeah, I think Stevens moving to the front office has been a good move as well. Mm-hmm. Um. So the East, the East remains pretty loaded. Uh. And yeah, and we're not going to talk about. There's a certain team in Northern Ohio that's free falling a little bit but that's okay that's Can't okay to break you know everything's I, I'm okay not gonna go off about them no just, we're not gonna do i'm saying we're not gonna talk about them no I, everything's I like okay idea everything's like okay idea. uh uh another team the bulls free falling too like the bulls have not been they've had a lot of injuries long. as well and i, and I yeah. think they're just start they're starting to catch up i think they're just wearing down at this point in the season yeah um and then you wanted to mention phoenix so i haven't watched a ton of phoenix ball well they've I, won 62 games this year and yeah. you know Chris Paul missed about a month with a broken finger, and he just got back. And they didn't miss a beat. Mm-hmm. Like Devin Booker, I think he should be an MVP candidate mm-hmm. if he's if he's not already. Like, yeah, love Mikael Bridges, probably one of the best uh, wing defenders in the league. DeAndre Ayton is a beast. They'd be stupid not to extend him. They mm-hmm. kind of agree on an extension for the year started. They're they're just very well coached. Jay Crowder is a great role player for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. They got guys like Cam Johnson has t- turned out to be a great shooter off the bench, mm-hmm. as well as they got Cameron Payne. Um, I think who else they have. But obviously, they're loaded. Like, yeah. 
a Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping for a Phoenix Memphis uh, Western Conference Finals. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Them I think or that'd be so crazy. A, a fully loaded Warriors would be fun too. Like if they yeah. can get like uh, Steph back because he has a yeah. sprained ankle. Yeah, and they're they, kind of having a little free fall because of Steph's. I mean, they've had a lot of injuries. This, you know, Draymond has missed a ton of time. I mean, Clay. Yeah, he's been back, but Clay. He's not the same. He's missed like two full years of basketball he's not going to be the same guy yes like yeah and yeah. it's just unfair to expect him to be that guy now i agree maybe when the playoffs start as he's got play has played more maybe he can you know step it up a little bit but mm-hmm. um, no i agree i agree uh but yeah i i think i thought when they lost chris paul um after the all-star break that mm-hmm. things would kind of fall off for the for the suns and they didn't That's the suns yes Suns look good, and Chris Paul. I mean, he's got to be one of the most criminally underrated superstars of I all think time, so. right? Everywhere he, we've talked about this in the past. Everywhere the guy goes, teams just improve dramatically. Yeah, like his impact is so good. Like mm-hmm. just things he does. He's you know he he's a he's a great shooter, but he's also a great distributor. Like yeah. he doesn't have to score to be effective. No, no, he's a great defender as well too, and he, he's still playing at a high level level at age 36 mm-hmm. yeah which is huge which is huge for them so uh that should be mm-hmm. I, I mean as we're getting closer to the end of the year um you know it, it is awesome to watch uh uh the bucks uh i was watching a little bit of the bucks before we got on here um dude Giannis is crazy that guy he's is insane so good dude he's so good he within the stretch of and i did i i literally had flipped it on like midway through the second quarter he made two free throws and then Brooklyn came down and scored. And then he came down and dunked over three people. And then yeah. they came down and got a stop. And then he came down, got fouled and made two more free throws. Like he went on like a, a, a eight Oh run by himself for a bit. Yeah. Um, Matches sent me something and I guess he's got 40 tonight in their last game. They played Philly. And he had 40 of that game too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's going up against Embiid and Durant back to that game. And he's just not, you know, he's not missing a beat. Dude, like, he's crazy. By the way, Philly. Imagine just lost. if he had like a consistent yeah. like jump shot too. Like, yes. Oh my god. How unstoppable he would be. And he he has to be fair to him, he has fixed the free throw stuff a ton. Yeah, he a ton. He has. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Philly just lost to Detroit, mm-hmm. so he's almost modern day Shaq sort. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, I, I didn't hear a word Richard just said. No, you're good. Philly Philly just lost to Detroit too. They just Ooh. lost, uh, yeah. So kind of a shocking one, uh, but um, I don't know. I don't know what to make of Philly. I really don't. Yeah, Harden doesn't ever show up in the. For me, it's like let's see it in the playoffs. Harden has a reputation of not showing up when he's needed the most. Yes. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, the NBA is getting good right now. I forgot. It really is. I forgot what, and I I love 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 college basketball, but I forgot when you like watch actual professionals play basketball, how like mm-hmm. smooth it looks. Yeah, uh, it's pretty crazy. It's crazy the drastic like change you get from the two. Um, but uh, yeah, Ryan, anything else for the good of the cause? I think we got. I think we got it all. I think we got it all, man. Well, hey, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, Remember to download, subscribe, uh, rate, 
review, do all those things as always. Uh, and we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening, y'all.